episode six of Seinfeld's. I'm here with Alan Smock. Hi, hey. Alan. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, we just did this a second ago, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the official version. This is the we're recording now. Yeah, so this is different. the one that's being recorded. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't um, matter really how you were before. Now it matters. <laughs> it only matters if people uh, are listening. So um, here we are doing episode six of uh, Seinfeld's. We're going to talk about the Junior Mint today. Yes. And let me just. Junior uh, Mint. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting episode. Um, so you and I, our history is very short. Um, I met you um, in an improv class. Yes. An intro to improv class. Intro one. Uh, yeah. Planet Ant. And uh, you're in the class and uh, you're, just, you're just being amazing at, at improv. And I'm like, this guy, I don't think this guy's a beginner. And I was not. I was not a beginner. He was not point. a beginner. You're the you're the reason I quit improv, Alan. Uh, oh Jesus! Like, no, I'm sorry. I, like you didn't have to quit. I'm like quit. I thought you were doing fine. Okay. It was, uh... <laughs> no, you're very good. It's not my thing. It's fine. But um, it was just kind of funny because people do retake the classes, and you can be at any skill level and find yourself with any skill level, and it's yeah. just kind of how it is. It's interesting. We our whole class fell apart like two classes after that too. Like I did not complete that program either. So, oh, okay. <laughs> well, that sucks. So I was going to. I even like uh, I, I like quit. Uh, I like got cast on a sketch show, a student sketch show. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can't because there's so few people in my class, and it was like the times were at the same time. So I was like, yeah. I can't do it because uh, I don't want the class to fall apart because of me. So I'm I, I I'm sorry, I have to pass. And then like two other people dropped out like soon after that, and the class fell mm-hmm. apart. I was like, well, I could have done that show. Well, that sucks, man. You're in enough shows as it is, right? <laughs> yeah, everything worked out fine. Yeah. We see enough of you, Alan. I too much, too much of me. And now I'm doing a podcast and Yeah. All right, man. Um so <laughs> I chose this episode just cuz it's um it's kind of classic, you know? It's mm-hmm. uh it's mint, it's chocolate, it's it's refreshing. It's, it's a junior um, mint. It's a junior mint. <laughs> Although and we'll get into this as we go through the scenes, I <laughs> Not a lot happens in this episode. I don't know if you noticed that while you're while you're watching. It's yeah, it's not a lot, but a lot is happening at the same time. I don't yeah. know. I felt like nothing ha- nothing happened and then everything happened. And then know. everything happened. Yeah. Yeah, true. True. It's um well it's kind of so though I did an episode yesterday. We did um uh the bottle deposit and that that episode had 44 scenes. This episode has 14 scenes. It's interesting. So there's a lot more dialogue per scene um, and a lot more happens in each place, which is, it's, it's an earlier season. It's season four. Yeah. I only counted 11 scenes when I was going through. Oh, really? So. Okay. I'm counting stand-up <laughs> as well. So I don't know. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know what? I had an opening bit. So I guess I would have had 12, but yeah. maybe there's a couple cutaways too, where it just, I wasn't sure if it was a scene yeah. or a cutaway. I skipped I the number 13 because it's unlucky. So it's just, not lucky and you don't want to, you don't, yeah, you don't want to jump 14, out. So maybe that's the <laughs> discrepancy here. Okay. So the episode starts off, um, it starts off with some stand up, and he's talking about committing adultery. It's some very classic Jerry Seinfeld wordplay. He's like, oh, you got to be committed before you commit. It's fine. I've been saying that about all the stand-ups <laughs> and all of the uh, episodes so far. I'm like, it's fine. It's cute. It's 90s yeah. wordplay. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's the kind of stuff where when I tried to do that kind of wordplay later on, uh, or when I was doing stand-up, it always like failed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody wants that anymore. No, yeah. Yeah. All right. So we move into the first real scene. That's all I had to say about the stand-up. <clears throat> did, did you have history with this uh, with this episode at all? Like, but because I, yeah. I, I can I tell you the first time I ever saw this episode? Please do. Yeah. So I didn't ask you that because I I guess I chose it, but you do have a connection. This is yeah. I so the the first time I saw this episode, and probably the last time before I watched it for here, was uh, on court TV because there's a case that called they call it the Seinfeld case that's based on around this. Uh-huh. So like uh, there, uh, and I guess it gets into it later on. But like uh, basically, there was like a guy, and he like sexually harassed an employee of his, but it was because he was like, hey. 
Did you see that episode last night, huh? You see that episode? Remember Dolores? Do you get it? Dolores? Do you get it? Dolores Clitoris? Do you get it? I don't know if that exists. Exactly Is that exactly how it went down? <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, like, I don't know. My my dad was way into it because it was like a sign. Like they were just talking about like making a big deal of the Seinfeld case. Yeah. And then they literally in the courtroom played this episode, and they just played the whole thing on court TV. So I oh, watched weird. this whole episode on court TV the first time I saw it. That is so bizarre that they actually showed the whole episode. They're like, for the viewers, just so you know, you're in the mindset of a, a 90s New York comedian that might not know the name of his, uh, the lady he's seeing right now. I heard there was more to that. Do you know, we'll talk about it maybe when we get to, to the yeah. name stuff. So, all right. So Jerry's met a new woman. He met her in the produce section. Uh, weird thing is, though, he doesn't know her name. And uh, he tells George it has something to do with a car or a fish. Um, George got a letter from the. Did, did you see his bananas, by the way? The brown bananas. Yeah, the brown bananas. What the fuck happened to those bananas? They just they, they, they were like brown in a way I've never seen a banana brown before. I don't. They were so gross and disgusting, and like it was normally when you see a banana brown, it's not like weird big brown spots. Like, yeah, like just they, the whole thing just kind of like it gets the little dots and gets out. It's just these seem to be big prop gross bananas. Like yeah. could they not have just gotten some rotten bananas? Someone had to gross up some bananas. They did they did it completely wrong. They did it super wrong. But Jerry <laughs> notices and says, why do I buy bananas? They're good for yeah. one day and he throws them out immediately. It's a very throwaway line. I thought it was going to come back. It did not. It did not Oh yeah you're like oh what's going to happen with those bananas? I don't know. Yeah nothing nothing came <laughs> At all. Nothing happens with the bananas. Um, so George is talking about how he got a letter from the state comptroller's office. He got uh, $1,900 in interest. It's like, it's an amazing thing. People, you can make money without doing anything. Um, Jerry says he's got some friends that try to make a living that way. Nobody he knows, though. They talk about what George might want to do with the money. Uh, what would you do with $1,900? Oh, with $1,900 in this economy? Oh, oh, I'd probably <laughs> put it in. Put it in right now. Put it in, put it, put it in what? Uh, put it in oil. Oh, okay. don't think that that's not coming back up. Okay, okay? don't think in ten years we're not going to be like, why is oil four dollars again? Like, I mean, true. We <laughs> <laughs> really, if I had nothing to do with it, I don't know. I don't yeah, really. Know I don't know. Do I don't know it. what I would do with it either. I'd just probably put it, leave it in the bank, pay my yeah. mortgage with it for yeah, do some house projects couple, like a couple oh. months. Just do some shit sooner. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> what George wants to do is uh, he wants to parlay it into a big score. And uh, yeah. he's like, oh, so you mean you want to lose it? Kramer. But his whole, George's whole thing in the first part of the episode, though, is that he wants to watch Home Alone, the first Home Alone, because he saw the second Home Alone oh, and yeah. didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he didn't see the first one. He didn't but see the first need, one. You don't need to. And it, the thing is that later on, he loves the first one. Yes. Uh, and like he cries about like, uh, and I love the, both Home Alone movies. So I'm like an expert. I could do a whole Home Alone podcast if I wanted to. Uh, but, I really don't think that's true. <laughs> no, I could do it. I could do 500 episodes. I dare you. Two. I dare you to do it. <laughs> Uh, no, but like uh, I'll edit them for you. Even he he loves uh, he didn't like the second Home Alone, but he he like seemed to like the first Home Alone when he watches it, and it it comes up later. Yeah, he's like kind of like teary eyed at the old man. Home Alone. Yeah, but like he didn't get teary eyed and like love it when the the old the 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 homeless lady like does the whole bird thing and then like rekindles her like relationship with like her children or whatever like that didn't make him cry I honestly, How come? I honestly don't remember what even happened in home alone 2 in home alone 2 he goes to new york so it's home alone 2 lost in new york and that's he, the one with donald trump in it right it, that, that's the one yeah. with donald trump he meets donald trump in there yeah. but he, there's like this whole subplot uh with this like uh lady who like feeds the bird she's like a homeless woman okay. she feeds the birds and then like she ends up helping save him later on by throwing a bunch of bird seed on them and then he gives her these doves and like helps her like convinces her to like get back in touch with the like i think it's her children like her son okay. or something like that but it's like it's a very touching moment it's, it's exactly like beat for beat the movie is more or less exactly the same as the first movie like you don't need to see you can see one or the other was joe pesci in it too yeah it was joe okay. pesci and daniel stern 
I was still, oh yeah, I didn't know his name. I I told you. I, <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Catherine O'Hara's in this movie. It's a, yeah. a great, great film. Brilliant so. cast, but you got to see it. <laughs> what's his guy the breakfast uh breakfast club guy uh, uh wrote those what's that what's that oh, guy's oh, name oh john, john Hughes. houston Hughes? Hughes. yeah Hughes. yeah i think he wrote i think he wrote those yeah yeah, yeah he does all those. great he does so all good those. so good but but Sorry, i mean I i'm guess, just gonna derail this yeah, whole podcast the entire gonna be time home alone cast from, <laughs> from this day forward so i thought it was funny that like just that whole sub the thing where he's like uh he just want, went over to jerry's house so he could watch that movie yeah because he wants to be out of the house it's like if he's at home it feels like he's not doing anything if he's at jerry's it feels like he's out and he's doing yeah. something so so jerry lets him do that this other side plot here is kramer comes in because jerry brought, bought him some gloves because uh kramer's staining his floors he's uh surrounding yes. himself in wood he needs yeah, that's my around. office right now <laughs> yeah oh yeah you got kramer's <laughs> office right there i basically got kramer's office except yeah. it's not what like why i don't know he got like freaking wallpaper like wood you're wallpaper. not surrounding yourself in with wood if it's wooden wallpaper the i feel not, wood i mean you can't get, change your new york apartment walls to wood can you that's not that's not gonna know. fly I guess maybe not, but those are low bearing like walls. I feel like he does more messed up stuff, like in different episodes, uh, to his apartment. Like that, doesn't he get like a freaking hot tub? He has a hot tub, have, like cigars. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't oh, think yeah. he gives a shit about messing up his apartment. I think <laughs> yeah. maybe he was just a little cheap on this. Yeah, that's true. He had the Merv Griffin uh, uh, set. Yeah, the Merv <laughs> set. hosted hosted a uh, talk show <laughs> ten hours a day from his yeah. apartment. Yeah. So, but the uh, the good the funny part of that where they're talking about wood is just jerry saying wood is good and that's the, <laughs> that's just a, that's a laugh line i find it i find it very humorous it's uh serves no purpose other than it rhymes and there it is um so george is gonna watch home alone uh jerry's gotta go out um uh, oh yeah well, elaine comes to, in yeah go ahead well elaine comes in and sets up like the whole uh the fat starving artist thing right, right. so <laughs> The side note is they were supposed to go play racquetball, which is like they, I, I said this in an earlier episode already, but I find it amusing when they play a sport like one time in the entire series as though that was just some habit of theirs that they're always, they're always playing racquetball, right? Like it just comes out of nowhere to just- Wait, do they, so they reference that in other episodes? No, this is the only time they, so that's, I mean, I find it funny (laughs) that like they only mention it once, but it's part, somehow part of their lives. Cause you can't just be a casual racquetball player. I don't think like like you you and I, you and I could go hit the, hit the racquetball court and- Yeah, uh, we could, we could go to the Zodiac racquetball courts in Lincoln Park. On Dicks. Is that a real place? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's on Dicks in Eureka. It's across from the Walmart in Lincoln Park. Or maybe might be Southgate there. When the hell do I go to Lincoln Park? I don't know. They got one there. There's probably other ones. Have you been? I've been. No, I but just I went mean, to, like, I just went to get pizza because they got a pizza parlor there. Well, I just mean it's like, a racquetball pizza parlor. Well, I mean <laughs> I'm not joking. That's it's real. It's a racquetball okay, and it's got okay. a pizzeria. <laughs> I suppose that's maybe true. I'm going to have to do my homework on that one. But, but I mean, you know, we're not going to be good at racquetball. No. Well, you don't I have your own racket in either. a case like Jerry does. That's the part I find funny where it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we, we are way into this one sport. Well, he's also got a bicycle hanging up in his, yeah. uh, his thing. Has, I've never, I don't remember no. ever seeing him use that bike. Never rides it. Nope. Elaine sets up the whole starving artist thing. He's had a, he's had a surgery with his spleen. He's in the hospital. It'll take five minutes. We'll just go stop in and say hi. Cut to the hospital room, which is a pretty familiar setting in Seinfeld. As much as I hate being at the hospital or in the hospital, hospital shows up quite often on Seinfeld. Roy has lost a lot of weight and looks terrific. He does not look terrific, though. That that's what was what was really weird to me. Doesn't yeah. she have a thing with the later things about someone going bald? Yeah. Isn't there like a whole episode where like a, a guy is like bald and like she doesn't yeah. like him because he yeah. had hair or something like that? Uh-huh. This guy was bald in his hell. He was like yeah. all bald as yeah. all yeah. get out, like back of the head. It's like weirdly wasn't shallow this time. No, but I mean, I guess because he looked so bad before, maybe the relative uh, 
betterness of him now signaled something in her head, triggered something. I don't know. It might be a relative thing. It's like a relativity. It's like a Elaine theory of relativity or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It yeah. just seemed very weird. Like she was suddenly fawning over him. He doesn't look. He doesn't look good. You're right. He doesn't look. Gr- he doesn't look super hot. Like he, he looks. No. He looked in. I, they cut to him. I was like, "Oh, well, he's not super fat." And then she said, mentioned that. I was like, "Okay, so okay. he did lose weight, but so he was still a big, still a big guy." But I don't know. The whole thing yeah. seemed that. I forgot to. I forgot weird. to mention that the gloves that uh, Jerry got for Kramer are too thick. There's no fine touch, so he wants to go to the hospital with them. So maybe he can find some uh, latex gloves there. Yeah, it's a good idea. Good idea. So. At the hospital, uh-huh. uh, he is surrounded by triangle sculptures. Did they let him bring his own art in there, or is it a coincidence that uh, that there are triangle sculptures there? Like, was that the art that George bought? Why was that there? He is. He's. I didn't notice that. Yeah, there's huh. there's literally uh, triangle sculptures around okay. his around him in the hospital room. <laughs> okay. And I just thought it was very, and then they are like, he's do, does triangle art, weird art with triangles. And I was like, yeah. is that the art though? They didn't mention that this was the art. It must be. It was. Maybe it was he's just, doing like a, a very primitive version of like a, a GoFundMe from his hospital room. To, like uh, the art look, it looked fine too. Like it looked nice. Had three sides. <laughs> yeah. It was, I don't know. Find, <laughs> you have to find a, a shot of it, I guess. But. I'm going to have to. That's. But yeah, so he does sculptures, I guess. I assume so. Yeah, okay. Just based on but what was in that room. <laughs> George buys triangle right? art at another time, and it's a, uh, it's a painting. Triangles I mean, come up. I think Larry David has a just, thing with triangles. He may just love triangles. No, I think Larry David has a thing with triangles and like isosceles triangles. and like That makes sense. Oh, okay, uh, so, so J- Jerry uh, is... Uh, Elaine, I, I think we didn't mention this. Elaine wanted Jerry to tag along and pretend to be the boyfriend because she doesn't want this. This guy always hits on her and she doesn't want uh, him to hit on her. So Jerry now is pretending to be the boyfriend. But because she's now attracted to this guy, she does not want that. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were actually dating too. Elaine and this Roy guy were dating and she- They were dating? Yeah, she dumped him because there's a scene earlier where she's like, he was a little too, and Jerry's like artsy and she's like fat. That was why. They were dating, so, but she wants to give the impression that she's got, she's moved on. She's got a new boyfriend. So Jerry comes along, uh, pretends to be the boyfriend. But yeah, like you said, Elaine is now attracted to Roy again because he's so thin and Jerry's just there hanging out. Roy explains that it wasn't the illness that made him lose all the weight. It was Elaine because he missed her so much. Mm -hmm. And uh, that apparently is flattering and not like psychotic (laughs) to (laughs) Elaine. To me, if someone I had been dating for that short of a period of time told me that they lost like a hundred pounds because I, I dumped them. I'd, I'd be scared, right? That'd be a little odd. I'd be a little, uh, I, I would probably take it. The, I mean, it depends on how they phrase that. Cause if someone just said that, I'd be like, I'd assume that they meant like they lost weight because they couldn't believe that someone like me turned them down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. If this person is turning me down, then what am I doing with my life? Oh no, come on. Yeah, well, there's a, I'm like George in that regard because George is breaking up with a woman in one of the episodes and they're hitting his car and she like threatens to kill herself and he's just like, over me, I'm nothing. And she's like, you're something. In this scene uh, in the hospital, Jerry pulls out a yo-yo. Yeah, and, I did make a note of that. <laughs> and it's just doing yo-yo tricks. He's not bad. He's like, I can't get this thing to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why does he have this suddenly? I don't know. I guess back in the day, I think this is what it is, is back in the day, like now I, if I'm standing around and people are having a conversation that I am not involved in and I don't care about, I just pull out my phone, check my messages. Mm-hmm. They didn't have that. They had yo-yos. Back. They would pull out a yo-yo. <laughs> yeah. You can't go get a landline and make a call to someone. They yeah. don't even have a phone on them. Yeah. I mean, they didn't even have cordless yo-yos. Yeah. Either. It was weird. 90s. Next up. E- okay. So Jerry pulls out a yo-yo. He's just like playing with that. Elaine and Roy are talking 
And uh, Elaine wants to take Roy out for a big meal next Friday because he's getting too thin. Jerry butts in as the boyfriend and mentions them going to the Poconos next Friday. Elaine is all of a sudden, you know, doesn't want his help in this situation, tells him to shut up. Uh, Kramer enters um, with pay dirt. He got a big old handful of latex gloves. Yeah. He was just creeping around the hallways, like peeking into rooms earlier. I think a woman screamed. When yeah, he- they did that that classic woman scream when he opens the door, but we don't see what he sees. I love yeah. that. I love that kind of slapstick. Or, that's not stuff. slapstick, I guess, but it's like old, old comedy that they used yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the physical gags are old school gags usually on Seinfeld, which I like. It's like, what, do you, what is that even? Vaudeville? <laughs> Yeah. Is that what it is? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, this part This part was funny to me where the doctor... Oh, no, Roy asks Kramer, how do you do? And Kramer's just like, I do great, which I wish I could use more in real life. But nobody ever asks me, like, how do you do? You can't reply, I do great, that much. Cut to George real quick. He's, he's sobbing, watching Home Alone at Jerry's. And then they cut yeah. back to the hospital. Which has to make you think, uh, you know, with the timing of that, what part of Home Alone is he crying at? Because the part with the, the, the old man doesn't even come up until like towards the end of the movie. You know, he's mostly scared of the old man through most of it, uh, but only like in the last 15 minutes, but we cut back to the hospital. It's like, they're going to be there for a bit longer. So what is he crying at exactly? Is it the scene with maybe like the, the, the evil furnace that he was crying at, or there's not many parts you cry at there. Did you hear the soundtrack that was, that it, what was playing? I heard something. I was like, this is. It was like a bouncy. It was like boing, it was like just a bunch of weird chords and like sound effects layered on top of it. It made no sense. Like, there's no part of the movie that sounds like that. Which part is he crying at? That's what I just don't understand. Nothing sounds like that. The music is so bad. It's making him (laughs) weep to the soundtrack. Okay, so the doctor comes in. uh, They're back at the hospital room. Kramer has a question about intra-abdominal retractors because he saw 2020 last night. Um, Turns out doctor's not going to use that particular retractor, but they have to use a retractor. Yes. To which Kramer, the reaction on his face when he hears that, he like does that quick like like, turn around and it's like eyes wide open like... Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Guys, screwed. This guy's dying today. He's going to be a dead guy. Yeah. 100%. But uh, because of Kramer's concern, the doctor invites him to view the operation. Kramer's really interested. He's like, his guts will be all over the place. We'll saw through bone. We'll get to see what's inside bone, Jerry. Um, so yeah, I mean, not really, but yeah. I like Kramer. Kramer's idea of a splenectomy is a lot, <laughs> lot different than, <laughs> than most. Elaine wants uh, to get Jerry to buy some of Roy's art. Uh, she says it might totally lift his spirits. Are, so we, he, back at the, are we back at the house now? I think so. I think we're back at Jerry's. Yeah, scene three, I think, is back at Jerry's, and they walk in on George, still crying, apparently, right. from Home Alone. Okay, yeah, and he's like, the old man got to me, right? <laughs> yeah, the yeah. old man got to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, the old man, like, call, rekindles, you know, with his daughter or whatever, yeah. and, like, she's got kids yeah. that come over, so. Well, George is, George is a sentimental guy, I guess. Here they're talking about Clara Nightingale and Florence Nightingale and Clara Barton. Clara Barton, yeah. Which is a very Seinfeld conversation. I don't, who's who here? Florence Nightingale's a real person, right? She was a nurse. uh, Clara Barton was also a real person. I believe Clara Barton was the nurse that helped a lot of people during uh, the Civil War. Okay. Is my remembrance of that. Uh, Is Florence Nightingale a World War II nurse? maybe because yeah that's um and florence nightingale is referenced in um uh, back to the future as well wasn't she i don't remember and back to the future like uh because like she nursed someone to health or something like that oh well then fell or whoever nursed her to health like she fell in love with or something like that it probably was like world war ii then or but i i remember like like it was or like she nursed someone to health and then fell in love with them because of that i just remember them mentioning it in uh, back to the future because uh marty's mom like uh nurses him back to health and then falls in love with him 
because yeah. I, I think that they mentioned Florence Nightingale. Okay. Okay. I could be wrong on that. So Clara Nightingale is nobody. Clara Nightingale is nobody. That's just a uh, portmanteau. I don't know. It's just like a fucking. Yeah. Yeah. And then Susan <laughs> B. Anthony is a uh, women's suffragette. Yeah. Person. And he's like, I would have a problem with uh, Susan, Susan B. Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. I think you would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're trying to come up with a plan to um, figure out this woman's name that Jerry met in the uh, produce aisle. He has no idea. Uh, I guess George is just like, look through her purse when she goes to the bathroom. Yeah. That's like the best he's got <laughs> as far as a plan. Uh, then we cut to Jerry and the woman are on a date. They're hanging out on Jerry's couch. Um, Jerry's talking about how kids made fun of his name when he was a kid. Stuff like Jerry, Jerry, Dingleberry and Sign Smelled. She finds Sign Smelled very amusing. She mm -hmm. has a nice cute laugh at that. And he's like, Does, did that happen to you? And she's like, well, of course. Uh, my, What do you think would happen when you're name rhymes with a part of the female anatomy and so she's trying to get snuggly with him and yeah he's just like looking around at her body <laughs> like what part of the anatomy could it be because all he had to do was say like what yeah give me an example oh, i can't sure. think of a single one yeah it would win points with her and find out her name like i don't see it no just keep naming some just keep naming some. <laughs> it was. It would be super easy, but I guess that would solve the problem, and we wouldn't have a show. So no. But also, like, would it? <laughs> if he knew her name, it would be obvious, right? So she'd probably be like, "What are you a fucking moron? Like, don't you get it?" <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's like, well, I don't know what that is. I'm yeah. sorry, I do not know what the clitoris is. Well, see, then she's not gonna wanna. Okay. <laughs> The what? I know where what? it is and what to do with it. Don't know the word, though. I mean, it keeps going to mulva. <laughs> I don't know. So. He does. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. So um, they're, they're making out, and she's like, oh, Jerry. And he's like, oh, you. Yeah. Yeah. So they cut to monks. Um, Jerry and George are talking about the name. We're, we meet a mid- conversation or george is just like no let's try breast so hest. hest yeah yeah they're just doing all these rhyming things hest hest that's not a name um and jerry's like i can't i can't ask her, her name now once i've made out with her george is just making crazy guesses like aretha bovary yeah uh okay so oh it's, it's actually here where george suggests going through her purse i don't know what i was talking yeah. about earlier yeah earlier jerry was just like i'll find a way okay i'll okay. figure it out overconfident jerry <laughs> so apparently kramer uh kramer's date bailed on him uh he had a date to go <laughs> watch the operation um he's kind of treating it like a movie george is like isn't that the one where they take out the?" and he's like no no don't don't mess it up i haven't seen it yet yeah it's it's pretty pretty funny. So he's at, he's begging Jerry to go to the to the operation with him. I love the end of this scene. Jerry is eating his sandwich and drinking his coffee, and looks like he's about to break just oh, completely, yeah. completely. And he's just like, all right, let me just finish my coffee, and then we'll go watch them slice this fat bastard up. Yeah. <laughs> and he's about to lose it. And I think they cut cut it in the right right. Yeah, spot. I couldn't tell because I was like, his character might have just been laughing there. Like it no. didn't feel one hundred percent like he broke. Yeah. Like it could have been a character choice, but it also kind of felt like it probably wasn't. Oh, I think he was about to break. <laughs> That's a hilarious line. <laughs> to watch him slice this fat bastard up. So then we cut to the operating room. This is like this is very lean, like it's moving along like now we're in the operating room nothing happened in between there and here kramer's eating junior mints and uh is like going pss, pss, to the doctors um to move out of the way because he can't see the operation i don't think they have these like types of operating rooms anymore maybe they do it like a university or something maybe and i would assume it would be behind glass or something yeah you can't just that. be out in the open with food and it doesn't make any sense i still i don't know would, would you go on a date to something like that if someone asked you to go on a date to that uh i might i feel like i would go i might go yeah i feel like that's a nice date it 
I th- well, you're also like you're into metal and like crazy imagery. Yeah, we have a, a cabinet of skulls, so I, I'm a little different than some people. You but. might be a little different. I, <laughs> I only have a couple skulls, not a whole cabinet. Um, it's just, yeah, I'd probably go depending <clears throat> on what the surgery was and who was asking me. Perhaps I, I would love to sit in on a brain surgery. What kind of surgery would you sit on in on? Brain surgery would be good. Maybe heart, just because I think the gravity of the situation where it's like... Yeah. Uh, same with the brain. I think the gravity of the situation, like any any fuck up is like, this This, this is a dead dead guy. No. Yeah. I don't know. But splenectomy doesn't sound that exciting. It sounds yeah, like you just go in, take it out. Probably laparoscopic, tiny minimal incision. The heart's probably good too, because don't they got to like crack open the rib cage? Yeah. That'd be, that'd be pretty metal. Pretty dope. <laughs> so yeah, Kramer's eating junior mints. Um, Jerry's like, where'd you get those? He's like, the machine. You want one? He's like, no, no, no. Kramer event is is kind of shoving the, this box of junior mints on, on Jerry. Jerry's like, no, um, pushes it away. And it goes slow motion. And the junior mint is falling through the air and lands into the patient. They look at each other kind of in disbelief. Like, um, all right, so then they cut to um, Jerry's apartment and he's talking to George, telling him the story. And uh, George is like, into the patient? Yes, into the patient, literally into the hole. Yes, the hole. <laughs> Some good aim. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, they didn't notice. He's like, it's a little mint. It's a junior mint. There you go. <laughs> perfect, perfect Seinfeld. <laughs> so then they sealed up. They sealed him up with the mint inside. Kramer comes in with his like non sequitur wood wallpaper thing. This place looks like a ski lodge. Um, they start talking about the, the junior mint and Kramer's like, well, who's going to turn down a junior mint? It's chocolate. It's peppermint. It's delicious. Uh, Jerry's like, that's true. Kramer says, it's very refreshing, which I agree. I, yeah. As far as like movie theater candy go, um, I like a junior mint. It's, it's a good one. Are you into the, you like the chocolatey treats or the fruity treats better? I, I think I'm more of a chocolatey treat guy. Yeah. Uh, like I like the, uh, the snow caps, mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. snow cap. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a, a nice, like a, the Butterfinger, well, I guess Butterfinger is more of a, not that, I don't know, crunch. Well, the Butterfinger, like BBs, little, <clears throat> little, yeah. little ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Snow caps. I like me a, I like me a candy bar. I mean, the only uh, fruity things I really like that much is like uh, I like uh, the, those fish, Swedish fish. Oh, yeah. Swedish Big fish Swedish thing. fish guy. Yeah, yeah. But everything else, a little too sticky for me. Yeah, I don't like that shit. I'm a chocolate guy, too. But So I would have taken the junior mint, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I 100% would have taken yeah. the junior mint. Yeah. I agree. Who would turn down a junior mint? Kramer's so right. But I do think maybe he turned it down because he thought it was inappropriate to eat it there. It to is. me, that um, almost seemed like a, a very Larry David sort of situation yeah. where like, where like he wouldn't want to like take the mint because it would look bad, but like he probably wanted it anyway, but like that, he just causes more trouble for himself by yeah. trying to look good than as <laughs> if he just looked bad. But yeah, totally. And also Larry David's all about like following the rules of society and yeah. you know, we're living in a society and, and you know, these things are just not done. You you don't eat candy in an operating room. I yeah. could hear him say that. Yeah. So at this point, Elaine shows up and she has just gone to see Roy and situation is not good. She says prognosis negative. Was that a reference? Yeah. Or something? Okay. I, yeah, I was like, so. wasn't there a prognosis something movie or yeah, show like or? Early on, one of the fake movies on Seinfeld is prognosis negative. They're all supposed to go see prognosis okay. negative or something and they're running late. I think it's the Chinese, no, Chinese restaurant was plan nine, but there's another episode where they're okay. running late for a movie and it's prognosis negative. Felt very referency to me. Like it felt like when they said it, they put extra emphasis on it. And I was yeah. like, this is something that I can't quite understand, but I yeah. think is something. But it's pretty great too. Cause it's also what they would say probably at the yeah. doctor, right? Prognosis negative. I don't know if that's exactly how they would put it. But. <laughs> at this point, point i just wrote a note that said elaine is so shallow and i don't know exactly what she said there but i was like fuck this bitch i was oh, really just- oh oh i know why because she was just like just when he was getting to be so thin or something like that <laughs> yeah i was yeah. like what 
Yeah. <laughs> They're all shallow on this show. Yeah. But uh, George is kind of happy about this because he's like, if it's that bleak and he dies, the art could be worth something. And he's yeah. like, uh, put me down for some of that art. $1,900 worth. Like he's buying the art by the pound or something. <laughs> $1,900 of art, please. Yeah, please. Oh, just put it here in the sack. <laughs> Oh, you could just cut that one in half. I'll just take half the art, please. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that reminds me. So there is a pretty good Jerry bit in another episode where he's doing the stand-up and he's talking about um, art museums and how the art museum guard is basically armed with like a flashlight and a USA Today to guard <laughs> like millions of dollars, millions of dollars of art. Yeah. Like, what's the worst he can do? It's just like come after you're like hey 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 come back here with that Cezanne <laughs> it's a very good bit and uh I don't know why I brought that up but it's a very it's good art, bit it has to do with art by an art yeah art there you go Jerry wants to confess he's he's feeling really guilty at this point and him and Kramer are kind of having this like hushed conversation he's like I gotta I gotta confess and Kramer's like no you're not gonna confess so we leave we leave that there later on Jerry and uh, the woman who I've started calling Mulva in the notes. Um, Jerry's getting a neck rub from Mulva um, and he calls her Mulva. That's okay. That's why I did that. He calls her Mulva, <laughs> <laughs> which isn't her name. Um, so he comes up with some weird excuse that his yeah. aunt is named Mulva and Mulva. she's a masseuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then later on, he's going to try that same name again. Like, oh, it was yeah. very obviously not that. Why did he go back to like Mulva? He, he guesses Mulva again for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense. Uh, yeah, no, my aunt's name is Mulva. She's a masseuse. So already, like, Mulva should kind of... Oh, man, I don't... She should see the flags at this point. Like, stuff is... Stuff's weird. I don't know. I don't He's say... Not, I, like, never say people's names. I, like, never... I try not to ever say anyone's name. What? I don't like to say people's names. We've been talking for like uh, 45 minutes. I've not said the word Sunil once. Huh. <laughs> that makes me feel bad. <laughs> I, I've been saying Alan, Alan this, Alan that. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Something about saying people's names is like, I always feel like I'm going to mess it up. Yeah, or no, like I I, Or like, maybe I did forget it. Like I normally don't forget it, but I'll no, be like, no. what if, what if what if I've been saying their name wrong this whole time? I don't know. Well, doing weird. doing pot this podcast is a little nerve-wracking for me too. So I could totally see the <laughs> the Allen flying out of my head. Yeah. Know, no, but of, like I, <laughs> I, I guess like <laughs> I don't usually say people's names because yeah. I'm like I have a connection with them. Right, right. So why do I have to why do I have to say it to get their attention? Mm -hmm. They know I'm talking to them. I understand. I feel you. That makes some sense. Oh, yeah. Like when, she, when she says his name, I feel like it's awkward. Oh, oh Jerry. I don't say, I've never said, oh, I like don't even say that to my own girlfriend. I'm like, <laughs> oh, Angie, I don't do that. Like, I don't. <laughs> well, I think that's you. I think it's you. That might just a be version to names. You're yeah, more of a numbers like guy. Names. You call people like by numbers. their number. Well, one, one, three, four, seven, five, nine. How are you? Um, all right, here. All right, sorry, I've derailed this like 50 times. <laughs> no, this is hilarious stuff though. It's like perfect. This is how it's supposed to go. It's not fun if I'm just reading the yeah. scenes. Was he was like writing, right? Like I thought the, the whole premise of the scene when we started, she was giving him a massage, but he was obviously he had like a legal pad down. It looked like he was just writing. Was oh, she just was hanging out while he was writing? Like, oh, maybe. Really... That's kind of like a nice girlfriend. Like, help me with my comedy. My yeah. rubbing my shoulders. Hey, come over here. I'm going to be writing. If you could just rub my shoulders yeah. while I'm writing some comedy. Mulva goes to the bathroom. Jerry does the rifling through her purse. She immediately, immediately turns back around. Um, she needs her purse and asks what he's doing. He says he's looking for some gum or some mints. And she's like, I have junior mints. No! Like, Do you think that means that she was on her period? Yeah. Because if you go to the bathroom and then you immediately come out for your purse, yeah, that only means one thing. I think I think so. Yeah. yeah. They didn't or, want to say that on the show, but uh, let's, let's just, you and our audience, we all know. Or she needed she was, to. She had to get a tampon. She walked into the bathroom and realized, I need a tampon, and she had to go out and get one. Very normal thing. 
but we should just all admit that it happened. I think she needed the cash to tip the attendant <laughs> in in Jerry's bathroom. It's just kind of one of those things you got to do. But she just walked in and walked out real fast. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right, though. That's probably what it was. I mean, if you had to explain it, yeah. you know, that's why she needs her purse. Or makeup. I don't think in the, in the 90s they probably weren't allowed to say I, I forgot a tampon on TV. Um, well, you know what? There's an episode where Elaine has a gentleman visitor from Washington State and she doesn't want to have sex with him the whole week that he's staying. And she does say, I've been lying to him and telling him I'm on my period. Okay. They didn't well, say tampon maybe. specifically, but she was on her period, which I think it was pretty, it was like a rarity to hear talk like that on a tv show yeah i would assume so yeah, yeah. even now you don't really hear it yeah yeah no no seinfeld kind of got away with some things just because it was so bizarre maybe that people didn't really know what to make of it at the time yeah. like the censors were just like but also like it was just real shit that everyone should just know and experience like, just, why did why is television so fucking clean and sterile yeah, like, yeah why isn't it more fucking grimy and dirty just like our real lives True. I'd be totally fine with that. I, I mean, I think it kind of is now, which is why I sort of avoid watching a lot of television because I'm like, I can just sort of look out the window and maybe read a newspaper once in a while and kind of feel the same thing. Because, <laughs> yeah. So hear that, guys. Sunil does not want to hear about the tampons. <laughs> He's grossed out by grossed the female out. body. I'm very grossed out. Very. Um, so she's got junior mints. Jerry's like, no, no, junior mints. Um, you know, she doesn't know why he does that, but he does. Yeah, he just hates junior mitts. Yeah. She goes back in the bathroom. Kramer comes in, and Jerry wants him to do the introduction name figure out thing where you introduce yourself to her, and then she'll have to tell you her name back. So he's, he's down. He'll give it a shot. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hi, I'm Kramer. She doesn't say, she's just like, nice to meet you. Yeah. And then he turns that around twice. and leaves. She does that? that, yeah. She does that twice, two times. She does George, not say too, her own uh, name. And yeah. George knew to do it. George was like, "I gave it a shot." <laughs> like, but again, both of them, they had the opportunity to just say, "What's your you name?" Are, yeah, and you are like, mm -hmm. why didn't they? It would be so easy if they just weren't all idiots. I guess. Yeah. No. No. For really, <laughs> I <laughs> in agreement. It's yeah. They're not. They like only half know how to do that ploy where yeah. like, I know how to ask the question, but when it's time to get the answer to the question, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so neither of them asks, asks their name. George talks about getting the triangles. Um, he's like, they really spruce up the apartment. And this is where she mentions that uh, she might get to meet Olivia Dukakis, who I did I don't did not look this up, and I do not know who Olivia Dukakis is. Okay, yeah. Who okay. is that? Do you know who Michael Dukakis is? Yeah, he was like a presidential candidate at yeah. some point. I think Olivia Olympia. Olympia? Yeah, oh, not Olivia. Olympia. No, Olympia Dukakis. Okay, yeah, I know even less <laughs> about. <laughs> She founded the city of Olympia, Washington in 1873. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't know. I think she's an actress of some kind. Okay. She is related to Michael Dukakis, though. Huh. I'm not entirely sure how. Oh, American actress. Yeah. What was she in? What was Mulva going Steel to Steel Magnolias. Look okay. who's talking. I don't know. What show is Mulva going to see? Uh, they didn't say. It was just like a play, right? Or yeah. maybe they did say and I didn't write it down. I didn't write it down either. Okay, Jerry's feeling the heat now. He's like, I got to call the hospital and see what's going on. This, is, <laughs> this part was funny to me. So he calls the hospital. He's like, I'm calling to check the status of a patient of yours, Roy Cordick. They immediately give out <laughs> his status and he, they pretty much tell him he's going to be okay over the phone right then and there. Yeah, well, I think um, HIPAA was enacted in uh, August of 1996. Oh. So uh, I don't know exactly when this came out, but I assume it was uh, prior. Yeah, it this was, was prior to the Health Insurance Portability and Accounting Accountability Act. 
<laughs> and accounting and accountability. <laughs> I and started reading and then I looked away and then I uh, immediately forgot what I was saying. Okay, that's interesting. So in 93, you could just kind of give away people's health information over the yeah. phone. He doesn't even identify himself. He's just, I'm calling to, I don't know. I know it's a TV show, but the yeah. way they wrote it is so garbage. Where it's like, this is so unbelievable for a show that likes to ground itself in like some some reality, some semblance yeah. of reality. They knew it was up. Yeah, they're just like, Roy's going to be okay. Jerry's ecstatic. George is kind of not ecstatic because he just wasted $1,900 on this art and he's not even going to die. Um, I mean, he could still die. It's an yeah. investment. I mean, if the guy's going to get fat again, George is going to come out on top if he just holds on to it, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So they're back in the hospital. Um, George buying the art is apparently what saved Roy's life. And George is like, great. I look forward to many years of looking at the triangles. <laughs> Which makes me think it's a painting, right? He bought a painting. Yeah, I think he did buy a painting. But again, they were yeah. still at that point, I believe, surrounded by triangles. You know, it's so funny. Like, I... This is my favorite show in the world. And I've watched these episodes so many times. And that's still new to me, that there were triangles in the hospital room. Like, I don't, it's so weird. I just selectively, like, see certain things and miss other things. Are you trying to find a picture of it? I'm trying to find a picture of it. And I, I, I should just go to Hulu and find the episode again. I'm trying to start a podcast up again as well. It's not going well, but uh, what it was initially was it's the Snork and Mindy podcast where we're going to compare an episode of the Snorks to an episode of Mork and Mindy um, for no other reason than that pun of the Snork and Mindy. Um, so we've, we've done two episodes, but the first episode after we did that, we're like, do we really want to keep doing this? <laughs> what, what is the Snorks though? I don't, the Snorks was a, uh, they have like a, long noses, right? No, they had like a, a thing on the top of their head. Oh, okay. Like a, uh, a, a snorkel basically okay, uh, okay. That stuck up over their head. Yeah. And uh, it was like an eighties, like rip off of the Smurfs essentially. Okay. Only they were underwater. And it was very weird. And you're, we watched. But, okay, go on. We watched an episode. Like we did like one episode of each, and then like we did the second time. And we're just like, do we even want to keep doing this? Can yeah, just, but I was gonna say like, what this? are you, what are you comparing exactly? How do you compare that show to Mork and Mindy? Yeah, you have to decide which one's better and argue uh, about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> about episodes that the listener has probably not watched not seen and there's no way to stream them <laughs> there's no way to stream the episodes so, you could, so it's not something they could even go back and watch you could be making up the two shows even it could just be a purely improv exercise where like it's two made-up tv shows that you're arguing about it's weird too because like it's 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 robin williams is in mark and mindy yeah. which is like okay this should be good but like it's not good. He's like super extra in that show. Like yeah. it's just like he they've he's dialed up 100% Robin Williams in that and it is like yeah overbearing. He's <laughs> on a, like a lot of cocaine I think, right? Well, yeah, I think so. That. Like yeah. and it's 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 too much for me. Robin Williams needs to chill out. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, no. Robin Williams um do you know the podcast Oh yeah, dude? Mm, uh no, dude. It's a it's a comedy podcast, but on there, they'll sometimes, especially when Robin Williams was still alive, they would make fun of his late night talk show appearances. When he goes on these talk shows, so basically the bit was just, they would just list out every voice and impersonation and, and thing that Robin does, either uh -huh. while he's doing a stand-up or talking to like Letterman or whoever it was. And it's just a ton. He's just doing like 20 characters in like two minutes. It's like, Chinese lady, black woman, wrestling coach, you know, basketball umpire. He's just, he goes from one to thing, one thing to another, to another, to another. Yeah. Rapid fire. And that's Robin Williams. The, the thing that I've, I just kind of noticed with them and after doing improv for a while and like just kind of thinking about the process is like, he doesn't do bits with people. No. He does bits at people. That's true. It's like characters that he is playing and you're not involved yeah. are funny. Definitely. Exactly. And hey, I mean, 
Uh, I can't say that I was a huge fan of his stand-up or anything like that, but good actor and yeah, good good guy. No, yeah, he, he, yeah. I mean, like he he did, he did some very good movies. Like Hook is one of my favorite movies. Okay, of all yeah, time. yeah, like, but I just yeah. don't think that like coked up eighties. Like, yeah, it, the, the it, like I can't. His stand-up was unbearable to me. Crazy. Like yeah. some of the stuff he did was completely freaking insane. I agree with but, you. But uh, I, I have no ill will towards him. Just yeah, like, <laughs> just I don't necessarily want to be exposed to that energy. We're gonna general. get a lot of letters this week about you <laughs> dissing Robin Williams. No. Anyway, we're going to move the podcast into a direction where we are just going to compare other things that have no connection aside oh. from punny names. We're going to oh. keep it called the Snork and Mindy podcast. But uh, I had a list of uh, things like we might do uh, uh, One Tree, The Hills Have Eyes. Okay. Uh, we might yeah. do uh, Stuart Little Woman. So, like, we watch Stuart Little and yeah. uh, Little, Little Women, Women and compare yeah. the two. I like See it. which one's better, you know. Have you, uh, um, have you seen that Facebook bot where it just picks two things like they, it sets up a uh what do you call that the brackets like for march madness or whatever but it's okay. just random objects or people or places so it'll just ma- make random matchups and and based on facebook votes one or the other wins and it just moves on so it could be like new york city versus a daffodil and like daffodil <laughs> gets seven thousand votes new york city gets eight thousand votes new york city moves on and plays like dodgeball or whatever you know like it's just it's pretty funny uh the matchups and then even voting on it is pretty funny because it's so absurd yeah Uh, i feel like i would like that that seems to be up my alley i feel like that's actually something you should maybe try to write because uh software wise you could probably make a uh a website that potentially yeah yeah. Uh, in the meantime, you know, Snork and Mindy podcast. Uh, cool. We do have, we are existent on the internet at snorkandmindy.com. We might eventually release an episode. Who knows? Cool. Uh, I was going to ask of the you jungle about- to jungle. That's going to be an episode. <laughs> I like it. I was going to ask you to plug things at the end, Alan, but that's okay. okay. Well, you know, I just, uh, it's good. It's I good. forgot why we even started talking about this. It's good. It's I, good. I thought we were broken trying to, uh, no. find the video of that episode to see the triangle. Oh, is that what? No, fuck the triangle. <laughs> um, so the doctor comes into the hospital room and, uh, he talks this is like about, the last scene, right? This yeah. Scene, he, exactly. Yeah. Pity. Well, scene. it's the last. Oh, scene. second to last. Yeah. Um, he comes in, he does not know how Roy uh, got better so fast. He's like, I think there may have been other factors at play here. I have, me- I have no medical evidence to back me up, but this is something beyond science, perhaps something from above. And uh, yeah. Kramer has a box Mint. of Junior Mints in his front shirt pocket. Mint? Mints. And the doctor is just like, those can be very refreshing and takes a few. <laughs> now that Roy is eating ravenously again elaine wants jerry to pretend to be the boyfriend again she's no longer interested in roy um and talks about going to the poconos and jerry's giving (laughs) shit back to her he's like well i'll think about it (laughs) you know (laughs) um not helping her friend out his friend out at all there Um, it's interesting because they dated and i could see that like if i was close enough friends with an ex-girlfriend it probably wouldn't like I'd probably want to fuck around like that too. Like I wouldn't. Yeah. She I wish she wouldn't necessarily be like I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It's like you know I just try to want to mess around with with yeah. her and her like relationship business. Like because it doesn't matter to me anymore. Yeah, and also Jerry is uh, I believe a sociopath. That too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of any episode where I saw him sad or express any emotion. Well, there. You know the one episode where he does cry, right? And he's like, what is Uh-oh. this salty discharge? <laughs> so they do, they do tackle that. They do tackle that. <laughs> yeah. They do have him cry eventually. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But the show is so self-aware that they're going to call it a salty discharge. And uh, it's brilliant. All right. I so do now, believe that he is a sociopath. Oh, yeah. Based yeah. on even small things I've seen. It's just the, like, I don't the, feel like he feels feelings. The character or the person? The character. Oh, maybe okay. the person. Maybe Jerry Seinfeld himself. Jerry uh, Seinfeld himself seems very smart and uh, well-meaning and, and kind of progressive and open-minded and kind of caring, actually, from like Reddit AMAs and stuff and just other accounts of things. He seems very like human. Okay. 
Yeah. So I don't know. I've not really done too big of a deep dive into Jerry yeah. Seinfeld. But uh, anyway, so here we are in the final scene. Uh, what's your face? Mulva and Jerry are hanging out. She tells him that she got the Playbill autograph by Olympia Dukakis. And Jerry wants to see it because he's thinking, hey, I'll figure out the name. It's going to be on yeah. there. He ends up calling her Joseph Puglia. She's like, I got it signed for my <laughs> uncle. He's like, I know. So what's my name? Uh, Mulva? Yeah, he guesses and, Mulva again. Yeah, he guesses Mulva again first. And then the other guesses are Gipple, L'Oreola, and then finally Dolores, Dolores. Perfect. Did yep. you know, you probably didn't. So there's an outtake of this where they were using the name Chloris instead of Chloris? Del- was Chloris, CL, like Chloris Leachman, you know, the oh. uh, actress. It's not, it doesn't hit as good as Dolores though, I don't Dolores, think. Dolores, yeah. yeah, Chloris. And then Jerry ad-libbed one, uh, Kitty. Titty. Ah. yeah that was all right <laughs> dolores yeah. was by far the best the best choice though here here's she said she got made fun of a lot for it how many like grade school children have ever heard the word clitoris yeah right i don't have any recollection of hearing that word until maybe i was even in like my late teens like yeah like because they they weren't teaching that they were like uh women don't feel pleasure they yeah, have no, no pl- don't. they don't have erogenous zones. You f- you have sex with them and that that's it. That's it's like <laughs> your, your fucking teacher is a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <That's>, <laughs> let's listen, kids. But no, because like in fifth grade sex ed, I believe they only like they split you up into boys and girls. Yeah. I think they only taught the boys the boy parts. They're like, this is the vagina, this is the lips, and then there's a fallopian tube, and then you got the ovaries. And they just skipped over the clitoris. They weren't like, and this is like the good part. (laughs) Here's a kid. Let me tell this uh, group of fourth graders how it really is. This is a spot you guys want to hit. Real good. Rub it like it's a little dick. Again, it's basically I don't know. the dick of the woman. <laughs> I don't know that your teacher should be employed. Did, yeah, they didn't do that. I'm saying yeah. what I'm oh, saying oh. is that they did not do that. I wish that they did that. Oh, I wish could've, they did Could have, could have helped me out. Could have <laughs> helped me out. My early twenties, but no, they taught it wrong. I had to wait till I was 14 for middle school <laughs> sex ed to learn about the good notice. <laughs> All I'm saying is I don't, I do not believe the premise that children were making. Yeah, no, I don't either. I do not believe that the children knew what a clitoris was. Mulva is almost more likely. Mulva's more likely. Yeah. 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 Bovary was more likely. Yeah. yeah. Clitoris, come on. All right. So then last, the last part of this episode is the closing standup. He's talking about candy. The only thing you want when your kid is candy. You love this candy. You hate that candy. Only a seven-year-old can taste the difference between the different colors of M&M. One of them is like a main course M&M, another kind of an after-dinner M&M. It's a cute stand-up. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did not care for it. I did not care for either of his stand-up things. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not great. It happened, and I was like, I had to go back. I think I watched it twice. I was like, was there a joke here? I didn't think that there was That's a joke. That's the thing with his stand-up. It's no, there's not always punchlines. And I'm like, that's kind of, I guess that kind of flew in the 90s because as long as he was like musing humorously on some topic, even though there wasn't like a big laugh line, um, yeah. that, that counted as stand-up, I guess. But like he also doesn't say it in a way where he really reacts that, I don't know, like I don't feel like he's yeah. reacting to it, like it's confusing or like he's not, he's not acting very well either. He's just uh, saying things. Yeah, true. Like it, true. it's one thing if you say stuff that doesn't have a joke, but it's like you said something stupid and then you're like, what? Like he, do, he doesn't do that. <laughs> right. No, he doesn't do that. He doesn't react to his own. He's just like, ah, you know, this really, is a thing. Yeah. It's really a shame I never saw you do stand up. Oh, my stand up was way dumber than his shit. Like don't. <laughs> Mine's pretty, mine was pretty dumb too. So. Um, I, I mean, uh, probably the commitment wordplay does at the beginning. I probably disliked it because I was like, this is too much like what I was doing. I, was I, wrote, I wrote the same joke. <laughs> yeah. God damn, I fucking suck. I fucking <laughs> suck. And this sucks too because I sucked. Oh, man. All right, Alan. <laughs> this, is... <laughs> this is off the rails, but that's... <laughs> 
That's your episode. That's um, my episode. Fuck I like yeah. it. I like the episode. It's a good episode. Good. Thanks, man. Um, so did you want to plug the thing you were plugging earlier? <laughs> yeah, let me uh let me plug the Snork and Mindy podcast. Might not happen, but it might. So go to snorkandmindy.com because it doesn't happen. I'll at least put something saying this podcast fucking sucked. And we started to do it, and it sucked. So we just still own this for one year. Uh, so thank you for coming to snorkandmindy.com. But uh, we are not doing this anymore, so you can leave now. So at the very least, I'll either post episodes or write something to that effect. Okay. Uh, snorkandmindy.com. If the world ever opens back up again, you can catch me at Go Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, uh, it's feeling less and less like it like it will. Uh, the I'm in the group there uh, called the Bureau. We're working on an album right now. If that happens, uh, like a sketch comedy album. If that happens, Go Comedy will release it. Go Comedy actually is releasing uh, a sketch album and a music parody or a music funny music album, oh, uh, nice. like in a couple of weeks. So you should definitely check that out uh, and and donate money to them. It's like gocomedy.bandcamp.com. Uh, so I, I love go comedy and I definitely want to make sure that they get through this. So I would love to plug the fuck out of that. Go to gocomedy.net, see what they're up to. They launched this whole DigiGo thing. And, uh, I, yeah, I really love everyone over at that theater. Awesome, Alan. Well, thanks for being on. And, uh, if you ever want to do another episode, feel free. This is really fun. Uh, cool. just let me yeah. know. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right, man. Talk to you soon. All right.